Welcome back to the Dead Drop Game News Podcast, your secure download of video game news from across the industry twice a week in under 10 minutes. I'm Matthew Bliss, and while we have some sad news to report today, we've got a bit of follow-up from some of the stories we've been reporting over the past week, and quite a bit of game news. So let's not dilly-dally, let's get stuck into it. Remember that for all the stories from today's episode, head to deaddroppodcast.com, and these are the gaming headlines from the 2nd of February, 2023. GamesBeat has reported more industry layoffs, with EA cancelling mobile games Apex Legends and Battlefield, and so shutting down an entire studio, the Industrial Toys Studio. This is despite Apex Legends Mobile debuting last year and winning Apple's Game of the Year for 2022. It seems that Respawn was reporting that quality was slipping on the game, and yet I say this painfully because I do know someone who has a partner who worked in that studio and now is currently looking for work. You know who you are, and if you do happen to be listening, the community is here with you. In more sad news, Annie Wershing, who originally played Tess in The Last of Us game, has passed away. She was 45 and remembered by many of the actors as part of that project in the Naughty Dog studio, with many memorials and photos online showing who she really was. In fact, via deadline, Wershing's husband Stephen Full said that she found wonder in the simplest moment and didn't require music to dance. It's unfortunately timely as The Last of Us TV show has released that she won't get to relish her character's full role on screen, but I'm sure to all who know her, her spirit will live through in the game. In more heartening news, it seems the Australian Interactive Games Fund has been brought back after a decade of being out of the way. The national cultural policy in Australia has meant that the Games Fund can come back. It was announced by Tony Burke, MP, as the Minister for Arts, and he says that all forms of storytellers now, whether it's narrative, visual art, music, acting, are finding themselves in jobs in the video games industry, and it shouldn't be up to Screen Australia to find spare change behind the couch to get this industry going. This should be brilliant news for Australian game developers and perhaps for international ones looking to make their mark in the country, as previous game Armello and Studios Defiant Development, Flat Earth Games, The Voxel Agents and Love Shack are among many other studios that have benefited from this fund in the past. And with all of the games that have come in the last year or two from Australian developers, it hopefully means that the Australian games industry can continue to flourish. If you've been around the industry for a while, you'll know that E3 has taken a break, at least for the last couple of years. Sometimes itching to come back in some form or another, but as an exclusive, it seems that Xbox, Nintendo and Sony will not be a part of E3 in 2023. These are three of the big party gaming companies that won't be in LA later this year. Based on previous experience, it's more than likely that they will want to continue to ride on the coattails of E3 and run their own directs or showcases alongside the E3 stuff. But again, for another year, we ask the question, is this the final year of E3? But honestly, we've been sucking on that lollipop for a very long time. It appears that Microsoft and Sony aren't done exchanging blows over this acquisition deal with Activision Blizzard, where Microsoft's chief communications officer, Frank Shaw, has taken to Twitter to accuse Sony of intentionally misleading EU regulators over Microsoft plans for Call of Duty. He wrote, I hear Sony is briefing people in Brussels claiming Microsoft is unwilling to offer them parity for Call of Duty if we acquire Activision. Nothing could be further from the truth. And this is true. 
Microsoft has offered many deals to Sony during this time, while they have instead elected to throw their toys out the pram and try to have a big old complaint just in case they don't get access to Call of Duty in the next 10 years. I guess we'll find out what's actually true in the upcoming court case, but I have to commend PC Gamer in the article that I've pulled here for excellent use of Ballyhoo. What a great word. Video Games Chronicle is reporting that Sony has said that they are cutting their launch projections for the upcoming PlayStation VR 2 in half after a disappointing amount of pre-orders. Bloomberg was the original reporter of this, that Sony will aim to ship 2 million units during this time, but it seems that they will be halving that to just 1 million. And since I pulled this article, there has been an update that PlayStation denies claims that it's disappointing pre-orders that have seen it reduce production. But based on what I'm hearing, if you're keen to purchase one, I'd say there's going to be stock on the shelves for you. Conspiracy theorists are out yet again as a new Sony PS5 trailer shows a woman with a torch in a cave seemingly unveiling an ancient artifact. Onlookers seem to think that this could be a teasing of Uncharted 5, where at the end of Uncharted 4, it seemed that Nathan Drake would be passing the torch to someone else. And yet this speculation runs contrary to earlier this week when we heard from Neil Druckmann that Uncharted has been hung up completely. There's probably not going to be another game for it. So if you're familiar with Uncharted, I'd urge you to go and check out the PS5 live ad yourself. See what you think. It could be Tomb Raider, it could be Uncharted. Honestly, who knows? There is some teasing out there at the moment that the Twisted Metal TV show will be airing this year, appearing to be confirmed by the PlayStation Studios head, Asad Kizilbash. He showed the elevated doors to the PlayStation Studios and added in the tweet, you can't see me, but my head is on fire too, followed by clown and fire emojis. The series that was picked up by Peacock was slated to be coming out this year, and if you're a Twisted Metal fan, then hopefully you'll be looking forward to seeing Will Arnett, Anthony Mackie, and AEW wrestler Samoa Joe. In an update to the Ubisoft Paris strikes, it seems that 40 staff went on strike last Friday afternoon. Apparently the strike action was in the cafeteria at 1pm and wasn't necessarily striking, but more of a group strategy discussion. As reported by someone who got to talk to one of the strikers, that person is also reported as saying, if Ubisoft management doesn't want to hear from us, they might understand that it's the workers who decide when games are released. Powerful words, even after the CEO issued an apology for something that he said was misinterpreted as shifting the blame for game cancellations and the tightening of belts to staff. It looks like Amazon is going all in with Tomb Raider. There is a game from Crystal Dynamics coming, but apparently there's also a film and a TV series in the works. There's not much more information than this at this stage, at least about the properties themselves, but we can say that Fleabag's Phoebe Waller-Bridge is attached to the project as an executive producer and has said that she will not be starring in the project. And now onto our game news. It seems Epic's Rumpleverse is shutting down after just six months. The free-to-play brawler was developed by Iron Galaxy and published by Epic Games, and it will go offline on Tuesday, February 28th at 10 a.m. CST. While this is definitely a sad moment, Adam Boys, one of the lead developers with Iron Galaxy, came out with a heartfelt message about being there for the community and that it may not be the end of Rumbleverse for people who wished for it to continue. The bonuses do not end for one of my favorite games, Power Wash Simulator, 
where not only will it get a Tomb Raider DLC, there's also going to be a Final Fantasy VII DLC coming to Power Wash Simulator as well. So if you haven't yet, jump on that for a zen-filled fun time. Unexpectedly fun. Get on it today. More news from Respawn as EA has delayed the release of Star Wars Jedi Survivor by just over a month until April 28th. The studio has said that it was to achieve the level of polish that our fans deserve, which I think is fair enough, and it's the common refrain for anyone who has to delay their game by any amount of time. And as usual, let's be patient. And lastly, it seems that you'll be able to get your racing game fix from 2023 with Ubisoft announcing the release of the Crew Motorfest for this year. It will be available on most platforms and will hopefully scratch that itch for you. And those are the big gaming headlines for the 2nd of February 2023. As always, head to deaddroppodcast.com for transcripts, show notes and more. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on your favourite podcast app. And join me every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news. And make sure to tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days. <laughs>